I remember the one thing she she said to me that I'll never forget, and I really like take to heart, is that people will flock to Isaac if Isaac is Isaac, and like you just gotta be yourself, and that's the only way people are gonna come to you if like people match vibes with you, and I think that something that's really important that I try to work on like, every day. Welcome to the What the Heck Do You Do Career Podcast, an inspiring look into the everyday jobs of everyday people. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Heck Do You Do? Today, I know we always say we have a special guest, but this is a really special guest because this is our youngest guest to date. Isaac Chapman is still in high school. He's actually my high school student, and he's awesome, and he's a great student. But I'm so excited to have him on because I think that his story is extremely inspiring for anybody at any age. But when you hear something and you're like, wow, they're doing it at high school, why can't I do that? And I think that's the really amazing thing about his story. So Isaac Chapman is a fitness instructor, personal trainer. He has his own um, company called Isaac Chapman Fitness. He's also worked at CKO. This is no joke, guys. So we're going to bring him in. What's doing, Isaac? Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I think I'm more excited. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> so I got to ask, what the heck do you do? Well, it's a great question. Um, I think really that captivates what the heck do I do is I help inspire and really help clients and people with their all around fitness needs and goals and just help them become the best person they could be one session at a time. Amazing. I love that. It's like a commercial. (laughs) So tell us what you actually do day to day in your job. So day to day, I, at the, at the beginning, well, I really go about planning each class, like really in a different way. So for like each specific client that I have, I see what their goals are really in their first session. And then I go planning their weekly schedules around that. So first off, my, one of my favorite parts of the job is creating a playlist for each for each uh, session. I think that's a lot of fun because music is like, I love music. And I think it's like, I love to just do anything to the beat. So I love planning my music beforehand. Like each move is specifically to each song that I choose. So that's also a lot of fun. And then I plan out either toning or building muscle or like uh, burning fat. It's, I go about that for each specific client in a different way. So it's different for everyone. And I think one of the best parts of the job also is planning ahead of time. I just love everything about it. Right. So let's say I'm a client. I come to you. Um, I'll make something up. Uh, Let's say I want to, I want to get really strong, right? That's my main thing. I feel like I'm weak and I want to strengthen my body. So how do you go about like figuring out from A to Z from the playlist to exactly what we're going to be doing in our session? So for the playlist, the first the first session, I like to just do my own thing and just first to figure figure out their music style. So that's I I really choose the first one, then I sort of follow along that as we go along. But for the exercises, there's I like to really start off with toning in the beginning, and which also helps like stabilize every part of your body. So I like to, for let's say you want to strengthen and build muscle, I would start off with like, like an abs, if you strengthen your abs, do like a plank. So you could strengthen your abs and your core more, or you could do these arm exercises. So you slowly work every single part of your body, which all together at the end is a full body workout. 
Mm -hmm. So can you explain to me exactly what toning means? (laughs) So toning is, it's sort of like burning fat, but also building muscle. So it's sort of like getting yourself leaner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm down for that. How do I do that? (laughs) Got to come to ICF. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you you decide on what the playlist is going to be. Are you more of an upbeat or more of a chill? So I'm more of an definitely an upbeat, but towards the end of the class, I like to take it down to more of a chill for the plank. I like to end every single one of my classes with a one-minute plank. No matter if it's your first session mm-hmm. or your 20th session, it. you're doing a one-minute <laughs> plank at the end. <laughs> you got to okay, do fine. it. I have to, start, I have to start training then to be able to <laughs> You got it. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then based on the first session, like you tailor the next sessions based on what you see the person can and can't do. Right. So after the session, I like to see like, okay, if I can't do the plank for a minute, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, let's say, I know if they're not engaging their core properly in a certain exercise, I'm going to do, let's say sit-ups, or I'm going to do your Russian twist to help you build specific parts of your core muscles, which will help you build up later on with your all around strength. Wow. You're, you're speaking another language to me. So I have to ask, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, pr- I promise you I did not know what a plank was. So how do you not only know what all these moves are, but how to target somebody's weak spots and build up those muscles with specific movements? How did you come to learn all of that? Right. So I started off kickboxing like three years ago and I used to go once a week and I'm like, I love this. It's so much fun. And it's Trust me, three years ago, four years ago, if you would have told me I was at a kickboxing class, I would have laughed in your face right away. No shot. You could see me exercising. And then my sister pushed me. She's like, just come. And I'm like, okay, let's go for it. I went, we started once a week and I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. Like punching to the beat of music. This is really fun. And then we started going two or three times a week. And then I was like, okay, now I'm two years into this. And I'm like, okay, could I also do this? Like, I'm noticing the instructors like form and their technique of teaching. And I remember going to like these new instructors. You're a freshman in high school and you're thinking, can I do this too? From a freshman, sophomore in high school. And I'm like, can I do this also? It's I'm I'm like a very shy type of person. So I was like, there's no way I could lead a class. And then that summer going into junior year, I remember talking to the owner of a CKO kickboxing studio, the one that I go to. And I'm like, this is really fun. Like, I really want to get certified. She's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, okay, but I'm like very serious. Like I really want to do it. And she's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then so now I'm in December of last year and I reach out to the CEO of CKO who has hundreds of them across this, the country. And I'm like, hi, my name's Isaac. I really want to become a kickboxing instructor at CKO, but I'm 16. Like, is that possible? And he's like, yeah, why not? I mean, no one's ever done that, but yeah, sure. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, when could I, like, when could I start? And so I went for training in uh, February of, 20, of this year and I got certified Tell my first class there. So it was so really, you're the youngest ever certified yes, CKO. Yes, I'm the youngest ever certified CKO kickboxing instructor. Wow. Crazy. That's so cool. So then after Corona, like right when Corona hit, I'm like, I want to learn more. I want to do more with this. And I can't teach there. Might as, like I want to do this on my own. So I signed up to be an NASM, which is National Academy of Sports Medicine. It's like the highest recognized 
personal trainer certification you could get. And I was like, I know this is going to be really, really hard to have SAT coming up off school. Like, but if I'm not doing it now, I'm never going to do it. And I remember telling my dad, I'm like, who's going to train with me? I'm a junior in high school. Like who is going to sign up with me? Like I would like, would I trust myself? Like, I don't know. And he's like, do it. We're worried about getting your clients later. Okay. So I signed up and I opened the first chapter of this 700 page textbook that I have to study, take quizzes on, pass the final exam at the end. I'm like, wow, this is really hard. Studying the muscles, the bones, everything, how to target specific things. And like, I became like so interested in it. I really just love to do it and like learning about it. And it's just so fun, I think, to help other people that I never would have known before and like to help them with something that they want and they trust me doing it. It's just something really cool that I love. So, so interesting. So the 700 page book, you're learning about the different muscles in the body and specifically which exercises to target them or more really just understanding like how they work and how they function. So it's both. So there's like, I think there was like 20 something chapters in the whole book. So it was like the first couple were like the muscles, the bones, how all your systems in your body connect to it. And it's like really hard to memorize all that. And, And then it goes into deeper, like how to train a client, how like to your core stabilization you want to start off in stabilizing and then you want to go into more of like building them up and then you're at the like just different stages of how to train someone and then it teaches you how to deal with like act the actual business aspect of a personal training business That's and stuff smart. like that yeah mm-hmm. a lot of because like i went to be a therapist and nobody ever taught me anything about like getting clients or anything which i think is so silly it's like i'm paying all yeah. this money for two you're going to teach me how to be a therapist, but you're not going to teach me how to get <laughs> exactly. how, how, how do I do it when I'm done? Mm-hmm. This, I'm, I'm blown away. Because when I was in junior year, I think that was the most stressful, crazy year of my life. And Add it really on to that was. Corona. And you're like, no, 700 page book certification. Let's do it. <laughs> Jumped into it. Took me so long, but it's so worth it at the end. I knew when I started, it was going to be so worth it. So I had to jump in and do it. So how long did it take you to get certified? So I started in March and I actually another day I passed my first test in June 25th. Wow. How many tests so do you like, need to pass? You have to pass one of them, but it's like, if you, if you fail on your first try, then you got to wait longer. So thank God I passed. Now you have to start getting clients. Your dad promised you he'd help you with this after you pass. So now. <laughs> so at the beginning I was like, how do I start this? Do I start with my Instagram? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to run a business. Like I'm, 16, 17. I don't know how to do it. So I started making an Instagram in May and I just posted like inspirational quotes that I've heard with a picture of myself and quotes that I heard of me taking other people's classes, something that I found online that I, that's something that's like really true to me that helps me in like something that I look for. And I would post that. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes I heard from an instructor that I, uh, instructor was no results happen inside your comfort zone. And I think that's so true to me because if I just stuck as like never like embarking on this, like I would have never done it. And like me teaching, leading a class of like 70 people, it's like, that's so not me. So shy. I'm like the kid in the corner in the back of the class. That's so not me. But like I found something that I love to do. (laughs) Always participating. Always, you know me. (laughs) Right. So it's, yeah, it's crazy because all these things that you did sounded like they were out of your comfort zone, like going up to the head of the 
of you know CKO and then emailing the CEO and because it really was it's so not like me but now it became like you yeah so I like fitness was like the one thing that I was like good at it was something that like that separated me from the rest like my friends weren't doing that my friends weren't thinking about like starting their own business at 16 or like emailing the CEO of a huge kickboxing chain that's like none of my friends are doing that like that's so not me nobody's doing that Isaac nobody. nobody's doing that <laughs> okay really amazing so okay so many questions but let's start with when when you started we were talking about this um so you started your Instagram you have these quotes how did let's just go back like how did you have the confidence to start an Instagram because I've spoken to so many people my age older who had this dream and it takes them so long to find the courage to say, I'm going to start Instagram. I'm going to put myself out there. It's kind of a scary thing. Yeah, it really is. Like, I know, like, I, I have, like, my personal Instagram, but I have my business Instagram. And I would never, ever, ever post on my personal. I'm like, I don't like people posting pictures of myself. It's so not me. So I started off with my Isaac Chapman Fitness Instagram. And I would post, like, a picture of myself. But I wouldn't, in the beginning, I would follow, like, people, like, sort of, like, only my friends. I wouldn't, like, target it's like the rest of the community or like random people. Cause like I was still like deep down, I was scared people would like, like find it. And like, like, what is he doing? You know? And so I started off with like a small group of people like that I would follow, so like they found me back and like just reach out to other people. And then I was like, okay, like I would start getting like more and more followers like by the day. And I was like, okay, this is really cool. Like if people want to see this, why not? And I'm kind of, just like a little weird, like showing my face. So like, what I do and like me exercising, like no, no one, like, I don't know people that do that, like that do mm-hmm. that. So I'm like, okay, like me, let me try it. And then I would post it. I would get like 50 likes, like 50 likes. That's a lot of likes. And yeah. then I would like get like 70 and like a hundred. I'm like, Oh, this is crazy. This is like people like it. Okay, cool. Let's keep on going. Amazing. I, I felt the same way when I was starting careers by Carol. And I think like an added element to that is when it's your name, like you're really putting yourself out there. I totally had yeah. that same feeling of, are people going to be like, what is she doing? Why is she doing this? And for sure people did. Cause I know every time somebody starts on, on Instagram, I judge them. So me too, hundred percent. Like what is he, <laughs> what, is, what is she doing? Right. But it's, it's all about silencing that voice and saying, I know that I have something to actually give somebody that is worthwhile. And for every, even if there's every five people who are going to roll their eyes and laugh, if there's one person that finds value in it, that's, that's what's important. Right. hundred percent. I think that when I, I post like two quotes that I just really love every week. And this past week, like if I get like say 250 people that see my story and I'm like, and like one person says, wow, like I needed this today. That's like, wow, that made my whole day. Like, I love that. That's why I love to do it. Like, I don't care if no one else responds. If one person says, I love this, like this, I needed this. Thank you so much. And I was like, wow, that's, that's like why I love doing it. It's just like, you really get to help people. Yeah. So when it comes to the sessions, talk about um, a little bit about what help you actually give people in your trainings. I'm sure that's very- So I think the number one feedback that I get is that people, when I, I'm like a very big talker. I don't like, I know, I guess my voice is so annoying. I don't know. But I, when I train, let's say I'll do like something for 45 seconds. And I know personally, that's hard. Like I'm shaking at the end of that too. That's burning my stomach too. I know that's hard, but I like to like coach people through it. And like, I'll be like, close your eyes. I want you to focus. I'm going to listen to my voice and I'm just going to talk you through it. And like miraculously they're 45 seconds in and they keep, keep on going if I didn't stop them. Like at that minute plank, I'm talking, I put on that slow song that like really just like connects 
with them. Like I tell them every, every session I do this one minute plank. I want you to start off, close your eyes, engage your core, lock your knees, get ready for that plank. You start for that one minute, set the timer. And I put on that song and I'm just talking you through it the entire time, correcting your form while I'm doing it. Your eyes are shut. And um, you worked so hard for this hour. Keep on going. Keep on pushing. Don't quit on me. You didn't quit me for one hour. Just coaching you through that. Like it helps you really helps you get through it. You really sound like a coach. I mean, you are, but I'm just saying any work that I've been to, <laughs> they're so motivational. And I think that that's an amazing skill that you have that you're able to give to your clients that makes them want to work harder. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's like very important in someone that when people, let's say, choose or go to a class or a personal trainer or take a regular class and that like for me, I've, I'm just, they leave you hanging in that, like in that 45 seconds. They're like, okay, 10, nine, eight. And they don't like help you get through it. I think that like, what's the point? Like I need someone to help me and coach me along the way. And that's why I like to do that for my own clients because that's what helps me. And I know that would help other people too. Yeah. And I guess that goes back to what you were saying earlier. When you were in the classes, you were thinking, could I do this? And you're sort of taking from the beginning, all the things that you like from instructors and all the right. things you don't like from instructors. And I think that's like a benefit of me doing it for so long. I was kickboxing for like three years before I started this. And like those three years, you, you pick up on certain like techniques and things that helped me get through from where I was going for one day a week. I was dying at the end. Then I was going to literally die to be like, okay, let's do two in a row. Like mm-hmm. you pick on certain things that yeah. really help you get through it. I remember my, when I first started, my friends were like, hey, you should do that. Like you've taken like hundreds of classes. Like I'm sure you have to be the best out there. And I was like, <laughs> I, I mean, let's see. <laughs> so I guess it's, it's really nice. And I think this is a huge thing to have people around you that believe in you and are supporting you. So it's funny because people would say like, oh, you've been doing this for three years. You should definitely do it. You've t- taken more classes than anybody in the world. And then somehow <laughs> when you get older, everything gets scarier. And every, every milestone that you meet all of a and it seems less important. Like, oh, I've only been doing this for three years. People have been doing this for 10 years. Like, why is anybody right. going to listen to me? So I think maybe then, a big piece of advice is you got to go back to like your high school self and remember that what you're doing is great and that yeah. it is it is worthwhile. 100%. And I think that was the scariest part. It's like, who's listening to this 16, 17 year old high school kid? Like, what does he know that these other people that have been doing this for 10 years don't? And I think that was like the scariest part of like, really starting it was like, mm-hmm. who's going to, who's going to trust me and not someone else. So what's the answer to that? Why should people trust you as opposed to somebody else? Um, people should trust me because I think that I bring like a different vibe that other people bring. And I don't think I'm like that serious, like yelling in your ear, like you got to keep on going. Yeah. You got to keep on going, but there's like a way of going about it that I don't like to like yell and scream. And like, I don't like to over push you. Like, yeah, I want to reach you to your, your maximum capacity, but I think there's a way, a certain way of going about it that like I figured out over the years that I think I'm like pretty good at. Yeah. Sounds like you are. I, I was motivated when you were telling me I wasn't even doing a plank, but I felt like now I can <laughs> <do> a plank. <laughs> Let's do it. So what skills would you say somebody has to have if they want to do personal training? To be a personal trainer, I think a skill that I, I guess I really lacked when I was younger was like, you have to be outgoing and like, it just, you can't, you can't be shy. If you're shy, it's like, okay, you're going to do 10 jumping jacks now. Like you can't do that. You got to like have a voice and be loud. And like, that was again, so not like me to do that. That's why it's crazy. Like I hate when like my family comes and watches me train. Cause like, it's not me. Like it's just crazy. And 
I think that's something you have to be definitely knowledgeable. You have to understand what people are thinking while they're doing it. Like I, I know what it's like to start my first session to be in that first session, like atmosphere, like how scared they're being with someone that they don't know me and doing something new or they've done it and haven't done it for a while is something very scary and it hurts. Like it's not easy to exercise mm-hmm. and to, to know what people are going through is definitely an advantage. Yeah. And I love what you're saying here because I think the lesson that I'm getting is you, you can change as a person. We're not set 100%. in stone. So it's funny because I see you and I actually do see you as a more outgoing person. And it probably came as a result of doing this, that you are evolving and yeah, maybe you're younger and, and but I think that that happens really at any stage of life. You can take on new things and evolve with whatever it is that the job is, if you're passionate enough. It's true. And that's, that's the thing that I wanted to say. It's you have to be passionate about. It. I remember when I first started, I reached out to like these instructors, like my, like sort of, I call them my mentors, like I, people that I've taken. And I'm like, how did you do it? How did you start in the beginning? They're like, if you, you're not passionate about it, it's just going to crumble. And I remember one person, her name is Gina DiNapoli. She's this crazy instructor. And I'm, I've taken her classes and we still like text DM. And I remember the one thing she, she said to me that I'll never forget. And I really like take to heart is that people will flock to Isaac if Isaac is Isaac. And like, you just got to be yourself. And that's the only way people are going to come to you if like people match vibes with you. And I think that something that's really important that I've tried to work on like every day, you got to be yourself. That's such a good lesson to anybody in any, in any fee for service type of thing. You should be yourself. You should be authentic. Don't try to mold yourself to what client you want. The clients that fit you will come to you. And then eventually they're going to realize like, this is not who I started with, or this is not what I want. And it's like, then it's not worth it to get halfway through it. And they're like, no, Isaac's not for me. Like, you got to start off the first one. Like, this is Isaac. This is who he is. This is the music he likes. These the exercises that he goes through. Like, this is who he is. I mm-hmm. think that's really important. Is it hard if somebody comes to you and then they stop coming? Um, I definitely don't take it to heart. Even though maybe I should. I don't know. I guess no, it's a good should. thing. It should be Isaac. Um, <laughs> exactly. I remember also one thing someone said to me was when I first went to my CKO training in February, when I first became instructor, they said, people have bad days. People say bit like mean things to you. you. You can't take it to heart because you don't know what they're going through. And I'm like, I remember that when people come to me for the first time, I'll come like two times. Like they'll, they'll come back or start off two days a weekend to one. It's okay. Maybe I'm just not their fit. That's fine. Like I hope the best for them and they get their goals somewhere else. Such an optimistic attitude. I love it. <laughs> have you ever messed up? Yeah. I, I'm a very fast talker and my family always makes fun of me for it. So they're like, when I, when I train people, I don't talk fast. So like when I, I'm counted, like, like, I don't, I don't understand what I'm saying. And then I'm like, oh, that's not English. Like, I don't, that's, I'm sorry. Like, that's not it. That's <laughs> totally definitely totally related to that. I ramble yeah. on a million miles. I mean, I'm sure yeah. you know, I'm class. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any regrets? Um, I think a, like a regret or mistake that I made was I wish I learned from early on that like I'm able to say no to people. And I think that's something that I definitely have to work on still to today. Like in the summer, people would text me, hi, can we do a session at 2 p.m.? And I'm like, do I, I can't say, I feel bad to say no, 
but like I'm that I'm like I'm hanging out with my friends and dropping what I'm doing and how like how I'm a senior I'm, my friends are going to college next year like how long do I have with being my friends like going to senior year summer like and I that's something that I definitely regret I think was that I missed on like certain moments with my friends and like instead of pursuing like I pursued my job I guess and like missing out on certain parts with my friends something that I think I regret. Mm-hmm. And it's it's early to learn that lesson because I think work-life balance is a huge thing. And it's so hard when somebody's saying, I want to give you money, especially for this thing that you love to do, yeah. to turn it down, especially when you're trying to build your client base, because this could be exactly. a recurring client that I can have, or it's somebody who I already have a relationship with and I know what their goals are and I want to be there for them to meet them. So exactly. it's definitely relatable. Yeah, definitely hard. especially like when, yeah, exactly. It's like you want, they want to give me the money. They want to give me like their client, like they're cl- like them being a client, like to say no, it's like, am I being so mean? Like, I don't know, but it's like also like my summer, you know, it's like my 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance now being a senior in high school? It's not the summer anymore and all of your clients. That's why when I started it, I'm like, I, I started this in June. I'm like, hey, September school is so far away. And I'm like, I was doing it and I was like, thank God I really like slowly Get, got like a lot of clients and I was like booked throughout the entire day and it's okay like how am I going to do this at school like this is like I was starting to get like a little stressed like what am I going to do and then I realized like I don't have as much time as I did in the summer like I would do mornings I would start at eight in the morning and I would do from eight to eleven then I'll do from four to seven like I don't have that much time in Brooklyn like I'm a senior I have to be in school and that's something that I was very worried about but I don't, I wouldn't say thankfully, but some of the clients as they were moms and like they have kids, they can't do that in Brooklyn. So like that balanced out, I guess, like mm-hmm. I don't do those clients as often and people that are able to make it in the afternoons, I do it in the afternoons. Right. But what about like schoolwork and all different things and balancing your social life? I'm supposed to say this. Like, I don't think I have that much schoolwork that I really have to like worry about. I don't know. Is that like bad to say? Noted, noted. I, mean, I definitely have psych work, but <laughs> psych teaches the worst. Don't think no. <laughs> right. So But it I definitely guess- does get challenging at times, I think. Like when I have tests or something that's just on my mind, like even with like school, like a teacher or like a friend, it definitely is hard to balance that. Yes, yeah, so that's a good question. How do you keep out your own personal thing and bring your all to the session every single time? So I think that's like one of the hardest things for me that I like had to work on was like, if I'm like, I'm talking to a friend, like two minutes before the client came and like that, that by that friend's on my mind the entire hour. And I'm like, okay, I got to push through it. But also I think that exercise, like for me was always like an escape. It's like for that one hour that I was doing my exercise, I was like, I'm dropping the entire world. It's like nothing matters. Like I'm focusing on myself and focusing on something that I love and having so much fun. Like, so it's also like an escape. So it's like really both. You re- kind of like bring that with you, but you really try to like push out. But also it's like, okay, I'm focusing on this. I love to do this. This is so much fun. And this is my one hour of the day that I'm putting to the side and focusing on myself, not worrying about anything else. Definitely. Can you give us a nice exercise tip? Nice exercise tip, like a form tip? Yeah, let's do a form tip. So a form tip, something that I notice is people don't keep their lower back on the floor. 
which is something that's really important. You got to press your core down, got to have that lower back engaged, keeping that core engaged, press down to the floor, much safer, much more effective, hurts much more. So that's always something that I tell <laughs> people. Much Most importantly, it hurts much more. <laughs> right. Because hurting your lower back could be a really bad injury, right? Yeah. Once you start your lower back, then it's like going up to your whole spine. Then it's getting it really, it starts from one place, builds up into another. So you always like want to make sure like even the smallest form correction is being made or else it's messing up your whole ch- like kinetic chain, which is something that we really don't want to happen. What's a kinetic chain? Kinetic chains, like all your whole body parts, like are connected. Mm-hmm. It's like your neck's connected to your head and like your spine and like all that. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the toughest thing that I had to learn. It's like all these bones, like, do I know, memorize all of them? No, but like to know, like to learn about the body and the bones was something that was the hardest part of doing it. Yeah. So what's next for you? That's a good question. So trying to figure that out, but what's next for me? Well, Maybe this is definitely, <laughs> yeah. So well, it... <laughs> We've got a long way to go. Well, this podcast is actually very exciting for me. Like a nice milestone, like getting on a podcast, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And what's next for me? I don't know. It's I don't know where I want to take this. I definitely mm-hmm. want to continue and build upon this, and like hopefully, like be this crazy, effective workout and like program, which yeah. is something really cool. Hopefully, we could get to. Do you plan on studying the body in college, or maybe learning different types of things? So, you know, someone actually asked me that last week when I had a client, like I, I did train these two clients that come together. One came earlier than the other. And we were talking about like college and like, she's studying to be a physical therapist. And I was like, okay, like, it's pretty hard. I don't know. Like you got to know all these things. And she was like, yeah, you got to start. Do you want to like do that? Do you want to learn about the bones and like the whole process? I'm like, I don't know. I think I like it already. Exactly. So I was like, I kind of already know it, but like, do I want to like make that my focus? I don't know. I like to more of the business part of it. And that's like my, I think really cool of the business is like, how do I want to take it? Like running my Instagram is my favorite part of it. Like, I love that. It's like, just, I get to express me to so many other people. Mm -hmm. That's really nice. What are your favorite types of sessions to have? My favorite types of sessions is definitely like a nice large group session with like a lot of people, like everyone's energy together, like combined is like, gets me on such like a high. Like I, I'm like so energetic. I talk so much and like, I love it. Get so hyped with the music. It's so good. And this is from the person who said they never felt, thought they would be comfortable. Exactly. In 50 to 70 person class. Nope, never. And that was the funny thing. My first ever seek out class. I remember telling all my friends, I'm like, you better come, you better come. Like I was scared. I was like, I was told all my friends to come and I'm like, do I really want them there? Like, they're going to make me so nervous and make me laugh. Like I'm going to be sweating. I'm going to be so nervous. And then I remember that night, I'm like, okay, they all started to like walk in and I'm like, I'm going to shoot. Like, I'm so nervous. Now, now I filled up this whole 70, 80 bag gym with like some of my friends and like these random people that like I never knew before or people that reckon, like I knew from the gym, like, like a lot of people that came from the gym just to like support me and like try me out. And I'm like, oh, this is so scary. I remember the trainer, the trainer that I was working with, I was like, calm down. You're going to do fine. Like you're, you know what to do. We practiced, you know what to do. You're going to be fine. And I put on the mic and I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, I don't care who I'm talking to. I don't care. It's my friends. Yeah. You're going to do it. And that's it. Like it was, yeah, it was crazy. Wow. That's really awesome. I mean, I've done CKO classes before. They're hard. They are very hard. Not easy stuff. 
you have to have a lot of energy to keep yeah. everybody engaged in that for sure. Exactly. And I remember the hard thing, the hardest part was like keeping everyone like quiet and not like so rowdy. It was like, it's very hard to actually like control the class, not only teach the class, but like control the class. So it's not like a free for all. It's like also something that's really tough. Yeah. Welcome to teaching life. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> You, if you could teach on Zoom, you'd like it because you could have a mute button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So end us off with some advice that you would give to, I want to say first to somebody who wants fitness specifically, and then maybe to somebody who's just thinking of starting a business and is nervous about taking that first step. So someone that wants to start like working out in fitness is something that it's definitely very scary. Like, trust me, I know that it's like so scary to start like okay, I'm going to start like changing myself and doing that. And that's the hardest part, like changing yourself. And it's like, okay. But I think the most important part is finding someone as like instructor and something like a program that you love to do. Something that's fun to feel like, oh, I have to go work out. Like it's something, if you like, if you love it, it's not going to feel like you're exercising. Yeah, you're exercising, but you're going to have fun. You're going to laugh. You're going to smile at the music. You're going to have so much fun with the, like, the instructor, the people around you and the atmosphere. and that's something that I, I look for and I try to give off to every single one of my sessions is that I have to create this insane atmosphere that people feel comfortable coming back, but also something really effective and keeping them fun. It's not like, oh, I'm going to Isaac, like I'm going to exercise now. Like, yes, I get to go to Isaac and exercise now. So I think that's something that is a lot of fun that I like to like give it off mm-hmm. and to, yeah. So what about to somebody who's thinking about maybe starting a business, whether it be as a fitness instructor or anything, what advice do you have to them about taking that next step to get started? So I think getting started in any business, you got to just do it. I posted a quote this morning. It was like, if you never ask, the answer will always be no. It's like, I, I didn't ask to be that instructor. Like it's going to be no. And I, okay. The worst that happens, they say no. Okay. Next. You got to just do it or else you're always going to be scared. Like, is this the right time? Is this not the right time? You got to just jump in and do it and not, yes, it's very scary at first. Like very, very scary. Like who's going to come? Who's going to do this? Who's going to support me? How am I going to make money on this? But it's definitely worth at the end. If you're getting, if you're really passionate about it, something you would love to do, it's definitely going to take you far and it'll succeed no matter what. So you got to just jump in and go for it. Yeah. And I'm still thinking about the quote that you said earlier, which is like, things don't happen unless you push yourself like out of your comfort zone sort of. And I think it's a perfect metaphor for exercising because the only time you actually build muscle is when, when it hurts, right? Like you're exactly. not actually making any progress if it's easy for you. Yeah. That's so you what I always say. Break like, the muscle, break exactly. it up and, and then it'll, you know, build itself up even, even stronger. So it's a yeah, perfect. I always, I always say that in every class and like that shaking, that burning feeling it's like it that means it's working. If it's not, if it's not hurting you, if you can't, if you could keep on going, you're not at that point that it's gonna break you, and you're not at the point that it's gonna make you stronger yet. Like you gotta make sure like you're literally shaking, you're gonna drop. That's that's when it's pushing you, that's when it's working. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Sounds like your classes are really great. And I'm not just saying that because you like have the perfect so. <laughs> combination of making it fun, bringing the energy, being motivational, 
and, and really putting yourself in the client's shoes, knowing what they, they would want and what they would want to hear and the types of exercise they would want to do. But also it sounds like it's really effective. Like you're making them shake till they drop. Yeah, exactly. I try. That's something that I think that separates me from like most other people is that like I, this was, this was me, like people that come to me, it's like, I was in your shoes, like not that long ago. Like I know what it's like. And like to relate to someone in that type of like vibe and like energy is like really important. Cause like, if you don't, if someone's like oblivious, someone that's been doing this for like 30 years, like they don't remember what it's like to really struggle to get like, and find something to really get you through this. Something I like that I think sets me apart from everyone else. Like two years ago, I was in your shoes. Like I know what it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. So I think if somebody is listening to this and I hope a lot of people aren't saying this sounds great, where can they find you? How can they find out more about your classes? They can find me on Instagram and Isaac Chapin fitness. Um, they could find me out there. I have a lot of pictures there, a lot of quotes, a lot of saved. If you want to like see what type of workouts that I do, I have a lot of highlights saved of like all workouts ranging from like, I did water aerobics in the summer to like just toning, cardio, strength, everything. Unbelievable. You're really an inspiration. I hope people hear this and the idea that they're thinking of in their head, they say, you know what? I could do it. If this 16 year old can call up the CEO of CKO, I True. can start this Instagram. So if I can do it. You could do it. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank and you for uh, me. I look forward to seeing all of the amazing things that you achieve because this is thank only you. the beginning for you for sure. Definitely only the beginning. A lot of things to come. Awesome. Thank you so much, David. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for joining this episode of What the Heck Do You Do? We really hope you enjoyed and that you will rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. But more importantly, if you have a job or career that people just don't understand, please email us at whattheheckdoyoudo at gmail.com with your job title and a quick description of what the heck you do. Until next time.